0: Hello and welcome to episode 75 of Constructing Comics, a podcast and building stories, one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, I have an interview with David Galano. David is the writer of Savage Bastards, soon coming from Mad Cave Studios. This is Matt. Hey, David, thanks so much for, for joining us. Why don't you uh, start us
1: off with a short bio about yourself and a little bit about the comic? Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. Um, this is actually my first published comic book coming out from uh, Mad Cave Studios. I'm very excited about it. Um, It's basically the story of uh, two brothers and um, their family issues, as it were, uh, but on a larger scale. It's a Western with a small fantasy flair to it. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about it. Uh, I myself have only been writing comic books now for about two years. Um, Got into it by my dad. He hated hated to read to begin Mm -hmm. with, so he started picking up comic books for me, so I would kind of build a love of reading, which worked, you know, fantastically. Uh, But originally, I wanted to be a comic book artist, and uh, went through uh, a long time of realizing that I'm just not good enough for that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And, uh, you know, then I started to really fall in love with the writing of comic books, you know, like in the early 2000s, you know, when we started to see people like uh, Grant Morrison, and uh, Jeff Johns, and people like that just kind of Telling these great stories with these characters that weren't uh, necessarily popular, like the Flash and such, and I was like, "Man, if you can do that with a character that nobody cares about," and I know I know to say that nobody cares about the Flash now is you know almost. <laughs> let's 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 face it. Like late '90s, early 2000s, nobody really gave a, you know anything about the Flash. So, but when you can take a character who has lost popularity and then tell stories that are so intriguing that it builds that character back up, that kind of, you know, that really caught on, uh, that really clung to me. And I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to I take these, these stories and make them, make, or I want to take these characters and make them better than they were before, at least more interesting. So that's kind of what got me back into it.
0: So um, what were some of those, those books that your dad
1: uh, brought home for you to, to read? Do you remember what those were? Oh, absolutely. First off, Chris Claremont's X-Men, um, you know, the, the uncanny X Men, and then when they it was around that same time that they started to switch over to the uh to the X Men, mm-hmm. that that time period was like the heyday of comic books for me. Um, a little bit of Batman, I wasn't a huge Batman fan when I was younger again, sacrilege, but at the time the the team that they had working on Batman, they were doing the uh the, the broken bat kind of storyline with Bane and stuff like that, and it just didn't really hook me. Um, but X Men just really just stuck with me, and I became a huge fan of X Men. Started picking up as many uh, back issues as I could, Spider Man, that kind of stuff. So, uh,
0: very cool. So, you had said that um, it, this was your this is your first published book, and you've been been at it for about two years. Did you have some uh, stories that you were working on b- uh, before this story?
1: Yes, uh, I've I've got a couple of um, projects that I, I still believe in, that I really want to get made, um, that I was pushing to some indie comic book companies. But you know, you know how the business is. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot of try, try, try. And hopefully somebody sees what you see in the project and, and picks it up. Um, I have one that I'm extremely, um, I would say, attached to and I'm hoping to someday make. And it's uh, called Phil Cthulhu. Imagine like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of uh, story with a with a kid who's infused with the powers of Cthulhu, who runs around the U.S. in an RV with his with his mother and fights uh, su- uh, suburban uh, legends, you know, like uh, a the Mothman and and stuff like that. So
0: that sounds that sounds pretty awesome. Um, so to circle back on to some of your influences, um, you, you had mentioned the Claremont, uh, the Claremont X-Men books. Um, so if that was one of your your influences, your introductions to to comics, how do you take sort of that old style uh, Marvel storytelling and 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 adapt it to, to modern writing now?
1: Honestly, when it comes to when it comes to Claremont, especially, it's it's the love of the characters, you know, the 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 intricacies in their relationships with each other. Um, with their own developments, with their own demons and things like that. I mean, he was he was hitting these these uh these story arcs with these characters. Where, I mean, for me as a kid, I was like, I've I've never even had feelings like this. I, this is amazing. This is crazy to see. Like, from for me, his his run with um, Longshot and Dazzler. their are mm-hmm. on again, kind of like relationship and and uh, and the lengths that Longshot would go through to 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 be with her. I just thought that was amazing. It was beautiful, and of course, you know Wolverine and all his you know brooding and things like that, but the the smaller characters at times in Claremont's work got just as much highlight as, his, as the bigger characters, the more important characters, and I thought that was a, a great way of doing things. you know it was very uh, fair if you're doing a, a, a book about a team, you know you don't just you know focus on the main characters everybody loves you have to sometimes give those other smaller characters love so that your readers will fall in love with them as well you know
0: very true um so let's turn our attention to to the savage uh, bastards um how long have you in your how long in your two years of writing has this story idea been uh formulating in your mind well
1: this is the funny thing um so mad cave studios had a contest they had a writing contest and everybody submitted to the writing contest, and you had to do your—you uh, had to do your work in their—in um, their worlds, in their comics. So I picked uh, the Battle Cats and uh, Midnight Task Force, and I, I submitted uh, two short stories based on that. And I got—I got—I uh, won. I was one of the winners of the contest and got hired on. And they came to me with the IP. So the Savage Bastards was actually their IP. Um, they, but it was, it was not fleshed out at all. It was the, it was just a story that took place in the West, uh, two brothers, you know, on a revenge mission and that was pretty much it. And, um, so I kind of took those ideas and started to develop it into something that would more fit in my, my wheelhouse and, uh, hopefully be entertaining for the readers as well, but still kept with the Western tropes and stuff. I mean, there's a lot, when you read the book, you'll see there's a lot of, uh, of the tropes of, of a Western, you know, the bank robbery, the, um, you've got the, the train heist, you've got the, 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 uh, the gunfight at noon, that kind of thing. So.
0: So, um, just a question about that was, was this the, 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 the only IP that you were pitched or were you pitched a couple and you were able to to pick from those?
1: Well, they picked who they wanted to, to, uh, to work on basically Everyone who won the contest, um, they pitched us all their IPs, and mm-hmm. were to we were to pitch them like just a brief idea of what we would do with those IPs. Okay, um, interesting. But, and then they chose from our pitches who they wanted to write what.
0: Oh, that's 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 very interesting because I, I I've had uh, I've had Anthony Cleveland on mm-hmm. who does the uh, the show's end book. Yeah, so.
1: fantastic, fantastic book by the
0: way. Yeah, I I really enjoy that one as well. So that's that's pretty interesting that uh you were given a bit of a, an idea uh, or an ip in this case and mm-hmm. and then you you formulated uh pitches. Um was there anything that was it like an influence to you before like getting the 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 ip of this weird western was there any anything that you had consumed in your past that sort of uh may have influenced your pitch? Uh
1: for me it was first off I didn't want to do a straight western. Um I just I, I, I love Western stories. I I love the idea of like the no-name man and that kind of thing and the gunslinger idea. I love all that stuff. But um like I'm a huge fan of like the Dark Tower series or um just alternate Western ideas. Now I didn't want to go like too crazy with it by any means, but I want to just have like a little uh touch of something that wasn't Western, and that's why I added a, a little infusion of um of kind of like a sci-fi fantasy element to it. It's very minor, but it's, it's enough to, to make it stand out from a regular Western. And that's what I, I wanted to do. I wanted to put my own kind of spin on it. I have a hard time with just doing, I had a hard time with, with, with them coming to me and saying, this is what we, what we want you to write in the first place. Um, so I was like, oh, oh, okay. So it's not something that and I'm creating from, from scratch, but, um, but it, it turned out that I ended up creating most of it from scratch. But um, yeah, I just wanted to put my own little spin on it. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I tried to put a little bit of like a Quentin Tarantino-esque feel every now and, and, and then it, in it. I mean, obviously not to the point of, you know, uh, people being blown to bits and things like that. But, uh, you know, that just sometimes the dialogue, I wanted to be a little more heavy. Um, and, and the action, I just wanted to be a little over the top. Just fun. I wanted to be a fun book, basically.
0: Cool. So, I mean, I'm a huge Dark Tower fan. And so you mm-hmm. said Dark Tower and Tarantino, weird, mm-hmm. weird Western. I'm, uh, you know, I'm very, very much intrigued there. Um, so after the pitch, um, do they give you an idea of how long uh, they, they want it to be? To, uh, and then you have to do some, do some outlining there?
1: Yep. Uh, they, they told us from the beginning that whatever story we got, uh, it would be a five-issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that, so we knew right there that we'd have to, you know, keep it within that. And there would be 20 pages each issue. So we, you know, that was great. It, you know, they, they were, they were very upfront with what they expected from us and what they wanted from us. And they even gave us a, um, a, uh, writer schedule, you know, when they expected the script, you know, the, the, rough draft of the first script, the, you know, the, the final draft of the first script, the rough draft of the second script, you know, uh, again, because we're all new to this. So it, they were very, um, good about kind of keeping you um, on track. And this year, I mean, I've had a lot of uh, things happen in my life that have kind of derailed me a bit, but man, working for Mad Cave Studios has been fantastic. My editor has been there every step of the way, helped me you know, meet my deadlines, helped me formulate the, the, the plot better. Just, it's been a good experience.
0: So when when you were, when you sat down to do uh, the the rough draft for, for issue one, had you mm-hmm. formulated sort of what that endpoint at issue five was going to be? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you had you you knew you knew from the start like this is where I'm starting, but this is where I need to be at you know page twenty of of issue five. So that I'm sure that
1: helped uh, guide the story a little bit. Yeah, I had a rough idea of of how I wanted to end the book. You know, I had a pretty rough idea of how I wanted the book to flow, Um, and things have changed as the book has developed. But the ending is still pretty much the same. Um, I just I want that uh, I want that kind of uh, awe factor at the end, you know. So I've I, I knew from 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 book one how we had to get from there to to book five. But as far as like the the trip along the way, a lot of things have changed. Some characters that were minor have become very major characters. Um, and it's just, it, it's been a lot. It's actually been a lot of fun because I, I I'm used to, uh, when I write, I, I, I write because I've only been writing for myself. I, I usually write one book at a time, focus on that one book and don't really think about five, six books ahead. So this was actually a really good experience to like be like, okay, this is, this has to be done in this many books and it has to have the, the, uh, the the regular story um, tropes you know you have to have your your first act your second act your third act you have to have all those elements of a good story so it's been a it's been a great experience
0: very cool and so from start and then having that endpoint I'm assuming that like you you looked at it as five issues and you 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 kind of look for points where you could um, have endpoints or cliffhangers for
1: for each issue. Oh yeah. Again, like I said before, I'm i I'm a big fan of Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. John's is like king of cliffhangers. So that's, I try to, I try to make sure that every book has at least one cliffhanger at the end. Uh, if I can fit an extra cliffhanger in just in the middle that might be resolved in the next book too. I usually try to do that. I just, I want people to be excited for the next book you know, I want them to, uh, to have that feeling of like, okay, how are they going to get through this? And the best part about this is this isn't like your Marvel characters or your DC characters or, you know, characters that, you know, can't die or won't die. Or if they do die, they'll come back. Like everybody in my book is expendable. Mm-hmm. You know? It's fun to put them in, in danger to the point where it's like, how are they going to do this? Are they going to do this? Is somebody going to you know die off before they get to book five, you know?
0: Yeah, that's got to be a, uh, a fun aspect of the storytelling because like you said if, if you're reading a spider-man book you know there's there's that that drama and uh you know suspense but you know in the back of her mind we all know that he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna find a way out of it at the end and he's gonna continue on so um that sort of that i'm guessing that sort of opens you up to you know different avenues to take in your storytelling absolutely so as a, as a winner of the, the talent search, as a writer, did they team you up with an artist that won the talent search?
1: Yes, sir. Okay. His name is uh, Carlos Angeli, and he, I believe he lives in Argentina, but he is amazing. Um, it, it, it's been such a surreal experience to work with him because I, I guess I, I, I write full script, so very detailed in my writing, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you would expect the artist is going to come through with their own interpretation of what you're uh, writing. And it seems like every time I see a page or a panel from him, it's exactly what I saw in my head, if not better. Uh, he is just really intuitive when it comes to taking a script and converting it into, uh, you know, the, the, the sequential pages.
0: Very cool. And um, so with the the artist writer relationship, were you seeing things at like the layout stage, penciling stage
1: um, in, in, in trading notes there? Unfortunately, no. That's the only downside I think I've, I've had with the Mad Cave experience. Um, Carlos and I have reached out to each other personally, but um, Carlos is kind of hard to get in touch with because he lives in Argentina. He doesn't, you know, uh, and he has other jobs. It, it, it's it's difficult to to connect with him on a regular basis. But because of how good a job he's done, I haven't really had an issue with that. Uh, I would imagine if I was working with another artist, this might be a problem, but we have not really had any like real like uh, meetings and stuff. I don't normally see the the pages until they've been uh, inked and colored and the whole nine yards. So um, I, I kind of adopted a uh, a way of writing that I don't, Put in the full dialogue until i see the pages now so i can make sure that everything kind of lines up and uh and and really works on the page
0: very very interesting and uh you know that's i i got to assume for for the first book that you're, you're publishing um to, to see it uh finalized had to be a bit scary but uh it's the fact that it all worked out had to be thrilling as well
1: oh yeah the anticipation was that was the scariest part um waiting to see these panels, you know, cause, um, I wrote months before I wrote the first, uh, couple of issues months before Carlos ever saw them. And, uh, then he started working on the art, you know, after that. So I've been in limbo for a long time. It seems like everything just kind of, uh, rushing together now. Um, sure. and, and, but, uh, those, that first time I saw the, uh, the pages for issue one, I was just blown away. I was astounded. I mean, it, it, I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed to say that I almost teared up because it was just so beautiful to see the what I had written uh, portrayed in in great detail on the page. I mean, in in almost the way, almost exactly the way I wrote it.
0: Yeah, I'm I I'm a writer as well. And it's always it's always a bit of anticipation and and thrill when you, you get the page and then it's, you know, we live with these things in our head for so long. And then to see them, you know, brought to life, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, did you, with this, this series, um, and I'm not sure if you can get into this, but like, uh, I'm assuming that uh, maybe there's opportunities for, for more stories to to be told in, in this world.
1: I can't really get into that. Um, okay. Understandable. I, I mean, I did do a lot of world building. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean on my end, if, uh, Mad cave wanted to expand this universe or this story into other stories or, you know, things like that, there, there's an opportunity for that. Um, as of right now, though, it's just, um, for all of us contest winners, it's just the five issues, you know, but there, uh, Mad caves, Mad cave has been so positive with us and they've told us, you know, that, you know, they, they really look forward to doing future projects with us. So who knows what that means? If it means more of, of what we've, done or if it means uh different stories i don't know but um right now i can't really i can't tell you honestly you know if there's going to be uh any um further adventures in this in this world understandable so
0: what's your what's your creative process like are you a do you have a do you have a schedule that you try to stick to or are you sort of like uh whenever the inspiration strikes or whenever the, the free moment shows up, you're, you're, you're working on something.
1: I will tell you that I I would love to be one of those scheduled people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I have a, uh, an autistic son uh, who sometimes throws that off. I do a lot of my writing at night. And uh, unfortunately, by the time it gets to be nighttime, you're kind of drained and, you know, you don't have those stories that have been right around in your head all day are kind of, are kind of becoming whispers of what they were before. Um, I try when I um, when I have a moment, at least uh, once a week, I sit down for three hours a day, just to focus on um, structure and outline of stories. Uh, then it's whenever I get the chance, I start to uh, pencil in basically the the uh, the rest of the story.
0: So is that three hour um, outlining session? Um, help you when those three moments do show up that you're, you're focused that you're like, this is, this is the page, this is the scene that I'm in. um, So that you've, you've sort of done that uh, overall um, structuring so that you can be very, when, when the moment does present itself, you can be very uh, effective and get in there and get the writing done.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I couldn't write anything without that three hours. Um, It's a very strict uh, three hours. It's every um, Thursday, uh, I, have, I, I set aside those three hours to make sure that I'm, I'm doing that because uh, the, that, that sets me up for the next week. And then, you know, I'll write some at work. Uh, I'll write some after my son goes to bed. I'll write some, you know, during, during the, uh, the daytime because I work nighttime mostly. So I'll, I'll write some during the daytime after I, right after I wake up. But that, without that three hours of structured writing, I couldn't get anything else accomplished, unfortunately. You know, it just it wouldn't work out.
0: And for that three hours, are you? um, How do you avoid distractions? Are you are you turning off like notifications, and you just head down? It's I'm putting in this three hours, and I'm not I'm not doing anything else.
1: Oh, I am terrible about distractions. Uh, Very very bad about them. So what I do is I actually leave the house and I go to the library, and I get one of those little study rooms, Mm -hmm. the quiet rooms, and I go in there. I turn my phone off, which doesn't matter anyways because my the library I go to has such horrible uh, internet reception anyways. I and mean, it's, it's, it's bad. And then I just spend my time in that three hours, just focusing on what I'm doing. You know, I don't, I don't leave that room until my three hours is up.
0: And are you only working on uh, one project at a time? Or is it, could it possibly be, you know, X amount of time on outlining this project? And then, you know, sort of you you run out of steam or ideas on that project and you shift uh to to another project uh, how does that three hours work
1: so the 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 imperative part of that three hours is that it's focused on what needs to be done uh now like things that i need to put out um like to meet a a deadline or whatever the case would be is um uh, so that that the majority of that time is spent on projects that are in the works that i have deadlines for and then my side projects I'll spend if I have that extra time in that three hours, I'll spend outlining some of my side projects uh, a little better, and then I can work on those whenever I have that time. But the but the main focus of that three hours is that because uh, that's that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm doing outlines. I'm doing um, I'm doing like the the bone structure of the comic book itself. Um, you know, uh, page one, panel one. What I expect to do in panel one. What I expect to do in panel. You know, all that stuff is done during that three hours. Um, if I have the time, then I'll start to structure another project, but it's, it's mainly focused on, uh, trying to meet deadlines for, uh, say submissions, um, for, um, the uh, anthologies that I'm trying to get into all that kind of stuff. So,
0: so top priority, uh, comes first. And then Mm -hmm. if, 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 uh, time allows, then it's, uh, onto, onto other things. Exactly. Cool. Um, So you mentioned the other projects and anthologies. Are there any, and and you mentioned the, the, the Cthulhu story. Um, Mm -hmm. Are there any other sort of topics or or genres that uh,
1: you would like to take on? Oh, I, I, comic books for me are life as far as reading material is concerned. And I love everything from your superhero comics to your horror comics uh, to your crime comics. I don't think I could write crime personally. I just don't know if that's in my wheelhouse, but I would love to do like a horror based comic book, especially because with horror, you can pretty much do anything. I mean, you can do a superhero horror based comic book. I mean, horror is so, uh, so versatile. I would love to do anything in, in, in the horror realm, but, um, you know, I, uh, fantasy, sci-fi, all that stuff kind of, uh, piques my interest. And I would love to work in all those different, uh, uh mediums. um, Currently, right now, I was t- talking to you off the air about uh, about where I live and how how big our, our, how much of a surplus of nerddom that we have here is. We actually have a decent amount of uh, writers in the area, and we've actually started to form our own little group where we're trying to help get each other, you know, the leg up in the industry, as it were. And we're going to start um, producing anthologies locally uh, and hopefully start to move that into the market after you know, if, if they're popular here, so.
0: Very cool, and um, so uh, do you find any challenges with anthology stories where sometimes you have a, uh, you know, you might, you're going to have a smaller page count than you would have on these Mad Cave books where you have 20, 20 pages, five issues, uh, what are some of the challenges telling
1: uh, smaller stories and anthologies? It's funny because I had uh difficulty with the mad cave uh stories because they were only 20 pages and i was when i was teaching myself how to write comic books i focused on writing 22 pages Mm -hmm. which is the dc method whereas 20 is more like the marvel um uh accepted amount so trying to uh, like pace my comic books to not have those last two pages was difficult at first as far as the anthologies are concerned um it can be difficult at times you have to, you have to think on a much smaller level. Um, what's most important in the story. You have to condense down to the, uh, to the real uh, root of what you're trying to uh, what you're trying to say in the story. So all the fluff goes away. You know, you don't most anthologies, you're not doing like superhero anthology kind of stuff because you, or, you know, like real action kind of stuff, because you really don't have the the space or time for that. You don't have that like five page, knock down the block, you know, beat them up um, uh, story. So it's got to be more focused on uh, either something emotional or something that is a fear for, for most people, or just the, just, just kind of root ideas. And I kind of, I kind of like that. It's, it's a challenge, but it's fun.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, a lot of folks learn a lot when they're, uh given uh you know the confines of of telling of telling a short story you learn about you know not meandering you know getting to getting the story beats through so uh it's 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 a valuable skill to have so um this book comes out in february so it it should be coming out in in previews pretty soon is that correct
1: I believe next month uh you'll be able to start um ordering it through Diamond, if I'm not mistaken, or, or, or it'll be coming through previews. Um, pretty sure it's next month, though.
0: Very cool. And do you have any plans once the book is out? Are you doing any, like, uh, signings locally, uh, hitting up uh, cons later? And I guess now it's sort of as we're in winter in the, in the States here, the, the con season is, is not as uh, frequent as it is in spring and summer, but are you hitting up any, any cons this summer?
1: Oh yeah, I, I we typically hit up uh every con that we can, me and my fiance, but um I don't know about uh going as guest yet. I don't know how that works uh being you know, going through Mad Cave and everything like that. So uh that's something I have to discuss with uh my editor and, and, and their uh their um, advertising department something like that as far as signings are concerned though again i told you we have a huge surplus where i live uh, in Brevard, florida there's just so many uh, comic book stores and every one of them has asked me to come do a signing when the book comes out so i'm very excited about that uh, it'll be really cool to enter my local comic book stores in that capacity as a as a writer now you know
0: yeah that's got to be that's got to be thrilling and the you know the to have people come up and place down a book that, that you worked on and, and to be able to put your signature on, that's, that's going to be a really, really cool feeling.
1: And hopefully tell me that what they liked or hated mm-hmm. about it or whatever the case may be. Is. Like, if you see me in public and you have an issue with anything I write, I, I, I really look forward to that. I want those discussions. I want, you know, to hear, you know, why did you kill this person off? Or, you know, why didn't you kill this person off? Or, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I'm really looking forward to that kind of stuff, that actually discussing comic um, books with people
0: very cool well i'm looking forward to this book as i said earlier when you when you dropped the the dark tower in, in tarantino that uh, that piqued my interest so i'm definitely going to be checking it out um could you let people know where they could find you online so that they can see more about this project and any future stuff that you have coming
1: up absolutely on facebook it's uh david uh writes comics um on instagram it's uh at comics by david and on twitter it's at david g writes comics
0: very cool and i'm going to put links to all of that stuff in our show notes and uh once some of the information comes out about ordering this book i'll make sure that i i share that on our on our social media as well i really Um, appreciate that no problem i'm i'm very excited about this book and i'm i was thrilled to to talk to you about it and and learn a little bit more about your process. So um, I want to thank you once again. Um, If anybody would like to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter at Construct Compod. We are on instagram at constructing comics pod and we are on facebook at constructing comics um and i'll put some preview pages up from from david's book there so people can take a look at that and and see a little bit more but i'd like to thank david one more time for for being on and thank you um, very much for having me no problem and we'll be back with another episode very soon